The moon was dark rust at her untimely birth. Ulamet's mother had labored three days and nights, fainting in pain every few hours, and only responded to the shaman's mixture of cacao and soto sea when she was forced to drink. Once the elixir wore off, she would succumb to agony once again and cry out in shrieks that competed with the jungle's nightly squawks and screeches. When the moon rose a fourth time, dark and blood-red, she gushed forth a baby, along with fetid fluids and putrefied organs. With desperate murmurs, she reached out weakly for her child, the medicine man sneering at what the woman's womb had cast out, thrust the limp and dying infant onto her belly. He left the dingy hut, with a curt command for the wide-eyed midwife to dispose of the abomination before the sun's rising. Upon seeing the malformed Otenzada, that claimed by crying to be a baby, Ulamet's mother keened in despair and let herself hemorrhage, praying that her spirit would quickly fly to whatever god would take her. Her father, with curses on his tongue, not prayers, abandoned his small family to the care of the attending woman and fled into the jungle. The midwife, grieving the recent loss of an only child, and with breasts aching for relief, wrapped the baby, a girl, she noted with indifference, in a bit of worked leather, and shambled back to her own shelter. And despite the village priest's imprecations following the discovery of the defiant deed, the child lived. To appease the shaman's wrath, the Olmec village elders declared the infant Zakila, one cursed to wander. Deformed and outcast, the child was destined to be rejected, forsaken even by the woman who raised her through her toddling years. When her breasts ran dry, the former midwife disappeared into a moonless night. Ulamet remained and scavenged for survival by wandering the forest and from hut to hut. The village had no obligation to raise her, but some were sympathetic. Still, they mostly left the misshapen child to fend for herself, until the fortunate day she would wander away into the rainforest for good. Until that day arrived, however, she stubbornly participated in village life to the extent she was allowed her face marred with a twisted upper lip and a cleft head. Ulamet was ugly in a way that attracted second looks, but seldom pity. With barely a feminine feature, she was often mocked by the other children as a should-be boy. This did not stop her from attempting to join them in their childhood games, especially the Ulama. But when she tried, she was frequently shoved to the side, relegated to watch as her teammates kicked the little rubber ball across temporary boundaries and through makeshift hoops. The ulama, however, was what kept her alive. She spent her days and many nights kicking and punting and dribbling a crudely fashioned rubber ball under the watchful eye of Uhaka, the jaguar god of her people. When she looked into the almond-shaped eyes of the stone carving near the clearing where they played, 
she knew the animal spirit gave her strength. Daily she came to the crude ball court in anticipation of those rare occasions when she was allowed to join in. Even then the others would soon banish her, as her shooting acrobatics often put them to shame. This prompted the older boys to slap her and kick her until she escaped to the relative safety of her jungle hideaway, where she kept a small image of her god and a few other belongings. And Ulamet clung to the hope that one day she would be accepted, welcomed among her people. She would continue to cling to that hope until it proved to be misplaced. The sad occasion arrived with her first bleed.